0: You'll check it out. There's a whole new generation of young people today who belong nowhere.
1: But I prefer to be now cast. Third culture kids where the concept of the Dukkan is the, the corner shop or the ah, shop. We are live outside. Hey yo, what's up people? What up a- nation? It's the revolution of expression.
2: You're tuned in the Dukkan show, stay tuned in. Arab digital generation is shaping their identity, their creative expression and their future. So please give a very warm welcome. Let the cat, the cat,
1: Welcome to your tribe. All right, everybody, let's grab a seat, gather around, come to the front, get comfortable. We're kicking off. Thank you. All right, what's up, guys? Evening.
3: Hey, 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 hey.
1: Yep, yep, yep. I wanted to sit here, but they said if I do, I'll break it, so I'm trying not to. Um, Welcome to the first volume of Trigger. It's our first panel series. We're kicking this off. Shout out to the awesome guys from Project Chaiwala keeping you all hydrated and enjoying yourselves. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yep. And also, shout out to Osli for hosting us. Like These guys have been phenomenal. Um, This all happened really quickly and I personally was a real pain in the ass for a while just trying to get it all sorted and done in time. So honestly, thank you guys.
3: Thank you you for all your support, guys.
1: And in the meantime, before we kick off, I'd like to introduce the brainchild behind a lot of this. The wizard, the talented, the good-looking Miss Izzy Abidi.
0: Go, no, Izzy!
4: You weren't that much of a pain in the ass. Now you are. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Izzy. That's not my name. My name is, depending on what side of the family my family are from, it can be Ismat, Ismat, Asmat, Asmat. Um, my uh, dad was um, born in a country which exists today. And his extended family now is in a country and relates to a country that didn't exist when he was born. I grew up in a country that didn't exist when he was born. Uh, I identify with four different cultures and very, very strongly. I am a personification of multiculturalism. Uh, also, "usly" in of itself is a is a word that evokes emotions across eight different languages in this region. Hello. Including Indonesian, uh, Swahili, Arabic, Farsi, Urdu, and Hindi. So I'm gonna let everyone crack on with what we wanna do today is talk in real life about things that are talked about too much online and actually really create a conversation. So I'm really excited about this Triggered series. And um, You can find out more about us, by Googling us or reading those leaflets. This is a 24-7 studio space, uh, free of charge for anyone that works with us in any capacity. You can find out more about that in the leaflets. And yeah, just come and talk to us. I really want you guys to crack on with the show. I'm responsible for this live stream. So no swearing, please. Anyone swears, we cut off the feed immediately. And just use your common sense but we really do want to answer and provoke questions that aren't talked about enough. Thank you.
1: All right, thanks Izzy. Okay, so I'm just gonna sit here because I'm gonna be here for a while before this gets cracking. So to kind of give you guys a quick background about this whole topic, was it about, I think just about seven days? It was a week ago. Just about a week ago, Waleed posted a photo series online that Reem, came, Reem and I were sitting here working at night, and she came up to me. She's like, "What do you think about this? Is it appropriation? Is it not?" And we're having this back and forth about the topic, and I find it to be really interesting. And I even spoke to Elite at length about it later. And the whole, pretty much, this is, it triggered this conversation, right? So it was we realized that there were certain content or critical topics that trigger an open dialogue. There was a lot of online conversations around it, and we said, "Why not have this?" as an open dialogue, as a panel, and to be honest, the panel was Akawi's idea. Where's Akawi? The one and
3: only (laughs) Akawi.
1: For those that know him personally, it is surprising that he comes up with great ideas, but he actually does. That's
0: not Um, why we're here, Ot, Continue about appropriation. (laughs) Um,
1: No, honestly, I mean, I shout out to him, because this panel was pretty much his idea. Like, why do we not have it as a panel? And initially, we thought of having it as an episode before, and this was like, Probably an old conversation that got rec- that came back to life again, uh, thanks to Akawi. So we thought, why not let's do this. And Izzy, we pitched it to Izzy, and like they loved it, and they were very supportive of everything we're trying to do. And here we are. And before we jump into it, this, what we're trying to tackle today, the question is, is it culture appropriation or representation, right? And that's an important one. And appropriation is a term we happen to throw around a lot whether in this context or different contexts for various reasons. So I just wanted to actually read out the definition for real quick. Cultural appropriation is a concept in sociology that deals with the adoption of elements of a minority culture by members of a dominant culture. It is distinguished from equal cultural exchange due to the presence of colonial elements and imbalance of power. So that kind of gotten. Re Macau and I debating even further and like it wasn't really about choosing sides or anything like that as much as it was like what does that mean for us I'm gonna invite the panelists up on stage so this first one she actually gave me a pretty long four page bio that I thought was a bit too difficult to go through in this context so thankfully there was a brief version of that Roseanne is um, she's an internationally renowned for shifting paradigms and moving markets through a strategic belief in culture cultural, and stylistic embrace of self. At 21, she was the youngest appointed editor in British publishing and a young global leader by the age of 28.
3: She's, She's one, one of my there. favorite people on the internet, I've just gotta say. <laughs> is one of my favorite people on the internet.
1: Her focus <laughs> remains on solving problems through a unique combination of entrepreneurial, philanthropic, and great, great, curate? Curatorial. Curatorial oh, I'm just gonna fly through this right quick. Uh, Curatorial activity. Um, she became a role model for women, women and young entrepreneurs across the UK, Africa, and Arabia. Shout outs to you. And she's an advocate for pioneer for the arts and social change and exchange, local creativity as a priority, youth empowerment, mental well-being, and continues to play a pivotal role in shaping what she calls African Renaissance. So shout out sir. Come on through. <laughs> That was the most difficult one. Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, this next guy is person I'm a very big fan of, um, one of the dopest guys in town, um, who's been curating a lot of great things, and he's an artist and a producer based out of Dubai. In his 13 years in the arts, he has produced, developed, curated, and exhibited arts and design, represented fellow artists, produced films, art, documentary, and fiction films, as well as built a contemporary art collection for his family. He also supports the art, science, and education via family foundations that he directs. He has exhibited at Venice, Berlin, Kochi, and Sharjah biennials, and is currently developing spaces—a Dubai, a Dubai art documentary, and a power plant technology. Dang. Ain't playing, man. Uh, <laughs> as an artist, his work is interventionalist, self, and social portraits, along with interactive public interventions. So. Rami believes that art presents possibilities and activates responsibilities. Everybody, Rami Farooq.
0: Yeah.
1: This guy right here may have not done much for art, but you're all enjoying this product. Uh, goes by the name of Justin, AKA Jeffrey Bai. So, or AKA, what's the other one, Mr. Chaiwala. Mr. Ch-
3: Mr. Chaiwala. He
1: grew up in Dubai, originally from Delhi, India. This is home, to some degree. Um, Degree where you got education from the U.S., the U.K., traveled the world. Um, he works for a global firm in consulting and is the co-founder of Project Chaiwala. Um, to be exact, he grew up in Bird Dubai, and I quote, spent his time around Old Dubai, part of the Dubai culture, and witnessed its gentrification. Justin, come on up. And he's passionate about Karak. <laughs> passionate about Karak,
3: that's true.
1: Enjoy his tea. <laughs> All right. Um, And last but not least, this guy's probably one of the most hyper-focused humans I've ever met. I mean, he sets a goal, chooses a project, and probably outworks and out-executes a lot of people out there. Um, So he was born and raised in Abu Dhabi. Um, First thing, according to his bio, first thing people usually ask is where he's from, and he never likes to answer out on a first date. Smooth, though. Um, So he might tell you over a cup of coffee a little later. So ladies, um, play nice chemical engineer by education, he started his career working in the oil and gas industry, slowly discovered his love for photography. And he had the opportunity to work with some of the finest establishments in entertainment industry, worked with talented local artists, international legends that came across the city, and some of the coolest fashion brands out here. And he is probably a force and uh, the reason why we're all here. And shout out to him because a very brave soul at it as well. Waleed so I kind of sat in your space, so this is on you, though. I think what's really important to address is that, sorry. Uh, we tend to be politicized at birth just by the nature of who we are and where we come from and sometimes the color of our skin. And that kind of inspired a lot of this dialogue. And sometimes you have, you don't really have a choice in the matter. For example, I mean, I was, I'm Sudanese, for those that still don't know, you better know. Um, and I was, I was born in uh, a city called Medini and not in the hospital, in my mom's bedroom, actually. So, the OG way, uh, for those doubting my status. <laughs> and, um...
3: <laughs> there was no doubt, just <laughs> <so>.
1: <laughs> And um, my dad, my dad's been out here for a while, and pretty much a couple of months after I was born, my mom decided she wasn't too comfortable leaving me alone. So she followed him and came out here. So grew up in Sharjah, where I was home, and spent my entire life. I feel like I'm about to recite the Fresh Prince Charger edition, but... Um, that's kind of my story, an American educator, traveled the world, all that good stuff. And just based on that, you kind of find yourself in this space where you have, there's a lot of back and forth and there's a lot of tension um, just because of who you are and where you come from and you deal with it in so many different capacities, um, regardless where you come from around the world. Um, and that's how we tend to be politicized, which was also funny enough the nature of the birth of the Dukan Show. And I think yours is pretty complex. What's your story?
3: Um, I'm Iraqi uh, Filipino Canadian. Uh, <laughs> Not you, Akawi. this is my time. Okay. <laughs> no. So, uh, I'm Iraqi, Filipino, Canadian. My father's Iraqi, my mom's Filipino, at Filipino and I'm Canadian by, um, by immigration, by, and that's where I grew up. So, I've lived in the Arab world, I've lived in the Philippines, and I've been in Dubai for the past 10 years, now going on 11 years. Um, and that's kind of, I, I feel only at home. There you go. Were you born
1: in a hospital or in a home? Yeah.
3: Irrelevant. I will not answer that question.
1: (laughs) Akawi, you've been impatient to talk, so please. Alright, So
0: I'm born and bred in Abu Dhabi. Shout out to everyone from Abu Dhabi. Freak. Freak. (laughs) Hello, Freak. (laughs) I moved to Dubai around uh, 11 years ago, and uh, yeah, that's about it.
1: Rami? What's your story, background?
5: There you go. Roseanne? Born in the UK, originally (laughs) Sudanese. (laughs) Harlem. Harlem. Grew up all over the place, mainly London. Um, I'm now based here, but Dubai is more of an international hotel room for me. I don't know if I can comfortably call it home yet, um, because I'm always traveling. So the world is my catwalk. Look at you. it's all in the mirror
6: (laughs) all right um so i'm born and raised in abu dhabi i still live there Uh, i'm in dubai about three or four times a week uh, because most of the work is here actually these days. but um yeah this is home for me and and, i guess i'm I'm part of a lot of different cultures as well being here
1: justin
2: uh born in india but moved to the main streets of dubai at a very young age, (laughs) grew up here, uh, studied in the States, then the UK, and I'm officially the least accomplished in this panel, so, uh, (laughs) thanks for the introduction. You got Project Chaiwala,
1: (laughs) you're you're going places. Okay, okay, this is a shameless plug, this is a plug that I just wanna drop in for you. For those that you guys might not know the story behind Project Chaiwala, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but what's great about it is that, you know these little um, pottery cups you guys drink from? Yeah, so these are actually made by um, women in India from um, domestic violence homes, right? Um,
2: Well, part of it, yes. Yeah,
1: so uh, a big part of it is that it's actually... um, Even the tea is sourced from certain farms that are owned by the farmers, and there's a social entrepreneurship circle that they're developing with us, so always support it. I know theirs is a bit overpriced in comparison to the rest of the market because they're building a business, but theirs go to a great cause, so always support people doing great causes. Buy from your friends and support your local businesses and your and friends around your. Don't ask for stuff. discounts. <laughs> Never ask for
2: discounts. No.
3: No wasta. No wasta. <laughs> Tell
1: All right. So with that being said, um, this is my takeoff. I'm gonna leave you guys to your moderators, Riman Akawi, and your panelists. You got your questions?
0: Thank you OT, thank you everyone for being here. Thank you guys. Uh, we're gonna start off with Walid. So your picture triggered the online conversation, the reason that we're all here. Some some, some people think that you it took part of cultural appropriation, some people don't. What's your take on this, especially after all the online and offline conversations you had?
6: So I've got, I mean, I'm starting to read up on what cultural appropriation is, and OT, I'm glad you read the definition. Of cultural appropriation, that's actually the first thing I, you know, I would look at. And uh, to me, the word appropriation itself means stealing, right? So you're, it's, it's theft, right? But with cultural appropriation, I don't think it's exactly that. Um, if I can just demonstrate something, maybe. Um, anybody want to give me their wallet for this? No.
7: <laughs>
6: <laughs> so if if Rami, if I if I appropriate your wallet, I'm stealing it right so the two things that are happening here one is that you no longer have your wallet whereas with culture appropriation you still have your culture right so that's that's one and the second thing is you know it there's in any in any uh, religion or law or you know throughout history stealing appropriation is punishable they'll go and find you they will punish you somehow it doesn't matter what your intention is doesn't matter if you're poor steering from a rich guy it doesn't matter if you're you're hungry and you wanted to eat like it it doesn't matter you're you're going to be punished for appropriating something so with culture appropriation there's no there's no law there's no you know there's no line nobody nobody has defined that yet so i don't in my eyes i don't think that was cultural appropriation or cultural appropriation kind of exists in general by that definition, by the definition out there. Does Um, that make sense?
3: Does does anyone want to respond to that? Does anybody have an an opposing opinion, an agreeing opinion? I think from
7: my understanding that came about reading based on this subject is that it's it's not really stealing the way that it was described. It's more about misusing and borrowing and then misusing rather than
5: I think definition is really important and I'm really glad that OT kicked off with that. Um, and, and I believe culture appropriation differs according to where we are and according to economic disparities. Um, there, was, there was mention earlier of power and the word minority which I also have a problem with because I don't believe that any of us here are minorities. I believe that we make up the majority of the world and those that impose um, dominating cultures upon us are the minority. Um, So that's a whole other discussion. Um, I do feel, however, that that culture appropriation is misuse. Um, It's also disrespect and it's also lack of consideration. So I think these are these are elements that need to be thought about before um, we move ahead with the accusation.
2: Um, just jumping on that, I think uh, it's also on a spectrum. So there are degrees, uh, and it's also about perception. So what some Absolutely, people might yeah. perceive as dominant uh, is not really dominant or a minority. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there's uh, it, it's kind of where you're, the point of view which you're looking at this problem from mm-hmm. uh, and that can raise many issues as well but it's definitely a misuse of uh, certain elements of a culture. Mm-hmm. But at the-
3: So one of the things that um, has come up quite a bit as we've we've had many discussions as Dakhan, but also because we are Dakhan, when we go out into the world, what ends up happening is people have long discussions and deep discussions with us about the things that we encounter online or in our lives. And one of the things that, um, sorry, just really quickly behind you, the um, uh, the the definition that OT read out is up there. So uh, just to reiterate, it's a concept in sociology dealing with the adoption of elements of a minority culture by members of the dominant culture it is distinguished from equal cultural exchange due to the presence of a colonial element or an imbalance of power so I'll, I'll as an honest question one of the things that came about quite often was the composition of the actual shot which it happens it wasn't it just happened to be you and luckily you're you know you've, you've uh, you're one of us in many ways you know we're, we're from the same community so what my question to you is that, don't the, the there. Do you think there was a fair cultural exchange? I don't think the question is stealing, but rather in that picture when you took it or when you posted it, do you feel like there was a fair cultural exchange from all the subjects in your picture?
6: So, and I said that I actually answered that in a in a in a blog post. I did. I think that the one takeaway uh, I had from this experience is to tell everybody's story. The one thing I didn't do is to 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 talk about these people's businesses as well, whoever was was there. So I didn't talk about the bakala or the barbershop. That's something I failed to do. And I did say that. So yes, there was, you know, there wasn't a fair cultural exchange. But then on the other side of things, you know, the, again it's a, it is about perception, right? So you can you can pick at it and there's everything will have a mistake in it. But in, in my mind when i read this definition as well when you talk about minority cultures and, and the, the dominant culture and you know a colonial element every every nation on earth has been colonized before right like
3: not every but almost
6: th- almost every every nation on earth not right like in in, <laughs> in one way or another yeah every nation has has, has been occupied okay. right so wh- where where is that statute of limitations on that when when do we when when does that stop become becoming a Dominant and minority culture.
7: I was just going to say that if we're to look at it, there's been a lot of cultural occupation, and we're currently going through it in the UAE. I feel that, let's say, we're, you yeah, know, we're, we're culturally occupied by, let's say, the I won't even say the West. i was saying the whole world is currently culturally occupied by Mac. Right. So, from that angle, yeah.
5: sorry, I just I just want to be honest for a second um, with specifically with your images. Um, I I don't think there's a need to get so deep, you know, into it. My opinion, and 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 I'll be honest and, and frank, is I didn't think they were good pictures, period. The reason why I didn't think they were good images is because, and why there was so much room for these accusations to come your way. Oh, you're being racist. Oh, your culture. It's because the model chosen, I don't know who she is, whatever. The model chosen was the wrong model. She had no style. She had no point of view. She had no reference. So when you look at this random girl who has no process, like I'm looking at her and I'm like, what's your process? What's your uh, projection? What's your purpose? There's nothing. So to just look at this bland Caucasian looking woman sat in front, so it's also the positioning sat in front of two um, men of asian you know indian pakistani i'm not sure but sat in front of them there's the you've immediately created room for what you know and and it wasn't styled um in a in a beautiful way in a capturing way it was just like this odd placement of of a of a girl and then these guys behind them so you see so it's it, it that's why i feel that there was room for that and speaking you know, minority culture, this, and this, let's be real. It's white supremacy. It's white supremacy. White supremacy is what dominates and that's what we need to talk about.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. To play on that. So if you think if she was from a different race or culture background, would it have changed the public's opinion?
5: I think if she had, a, sorry, I think if she had a point, if she had a point to her, yes, maybe if she was. Um, but I understand what you were trying to do. I understand that you were trying to create a clash. I'm a big fan of clash. I love, you know, I've t- I've done many shoots where I've incorporated luxury with street. Or um, just recently I did a shoot in the desert where I was kind of exploring the Arab and African relationship. So, um, and within that, you know, it, it had so many different messages and I wanted to create that idea of, okay is this a depiction of the arab world is this the moors is this arab you know it's always good to create a clash and 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 to get people to question but but this was wrong because i feel that there was not enough representation that's why it goes to it goes towards cultural appropriation you know is it there's not enough representation what does she represent and what what do the guys
3: there is something that I do want to point out, and one of the things, and I, I'll, I'll allow you to respond in a moment, but one of the things as a content creator that we always face is that we're negotiating this territory now, and we're negotiating it very publicly. This is something that we all, you know, we as content creators, we're doing this in a very public manner. We're making mistakes very publicly. And one of the things that I do want to kind of make sure we remember is that. Uh, for most of us most of our friends and most of our kin and our tribe and our family we're making those mistakes and we're posting them and you know what they're going up and we're saying we're sorry when we make mistakes and and what this triggered panel is for is for this discourse Mm -hmm. so uh i i do you know agree that that we do we do have to have you know a space for it but let's also note that um you have you had a creative approach and you had a creative vision and in that moment tell me what you were thinking in the moments when you were taking those because for all you know you might have had a deeper thought about it
6: uh yeah so i didn't have a deeper thought about it that's, thank you that's Waleed, what, for making yeah. my point yeah yeah, yeah yeah i didn't yeah, yeah. And, and and i said that right yeah. Yeah. and you know what what happened was as as you know, most of us photographers do, when you've got some free time, you haven't worked for a while, you're like, you know what, let's let's just go out and do something. You know, yeah. so it's like, you know, hey, who's around, who wants to do something? Let's go, Walid. Uh, you know, I trust you, do whatever you want. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, we went to, uh, you know, I said, hey, you know, I, I really don't care what you wear, I don't care what you look like, I really don't care, I just want to go out and shoot. And, um, you know, we, we, you know, I'm like, let me, you know, I haven't done like a, the bacala thing. So you I mean the decanting? Decant yeah. Okay, cool. They're called bakhalas in Abu Dhabi now. <laughs> so, uh, so we went to a few bakhalas and you know we talked to the guys and, and, and they asked for like a huge sum of money, yeah. which uh, which obviously you know we couldn't do. So, we we're, we're, it was like you know it was four o'clock. We're like, okay, should we should we not do this? So we're like, no, let's 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 hit up Satwa. Like, there's a there's a bunch of cool spots there. You know, forget forget the bakhalas, Let's just find some, you know, some backgrounds. And that's what we did we shot some photos with her alone and then during that time there were two guys in the in the in the second photo um with the one where she's in the middle and, and the two guys behind her that just you know came up and you know offered us some tea some water they wanted to hang out they really wanted to be a part of whatever the hell we were doing and we're like sure let's you know let's do it and they were really happy we were really happy and we're like this is cool let's do this you know let's do another one let's do another one so we did we did this series in a span of like two hours um and that's that's just what happened there was no there was no intention there was no uh you know what i mean that so so after that what i learned and and i was talking to to a friend of mine i I was explaining i'm like dude there was there's really no intention behind this you know i wasn't trying to say anything there was no message he's like yo hold on Walid, there's you're saying two different things there's no intention is one thing and there's no message is another whatever you intended is fine but there is visual information there so there is a message whether you like it or not
3: and we are responsible for that message because because what we forget and you know this is something that we're learning now and i'm sure rami can speak to this is as when you put art out there there's power to it Mm -hmm. there's so much power to it And you work so much in the art space. Can you speak to that? Because that's the thing. I totally get it. It's part of your creative process. We go out there. We just want to shoot something because it's in you and you've got to get it out. But where does our responsibility kick in? At which point are we now responsible for every single piece that we shoot or every single piece that we make? What's your take on the responsibility of the artist in this space, in this world where you're critiqued for every single thing you do?
7: artists have a lot of responsibility, right? On one side, it's it's showing that and activating it, and then at the same time, it's also showing possibilities with their art. So as negative as this may have been, you have shown us the possibilities of, of different approaches. So I was chatting with Waleed before the panel, and he was asking me what did you think? Actually, just encourage that. What did you think of the photos? And I told him, well, to be honest, the first photo that I saw was of Tala with the, with the guy in the Baqala and i kind of cringed too. i didn't feel comfortable with the way she was holding him and just like this guy's probably hasn't been with his wife in, in a few years so god knows like, we have no uh, we have no evidence to we, prove we one way no or evidence, another my evidence, friends I, we I, don't know I, I totally agree but we also have to be sensitive you know to and then i saw the next picture and her legs are open like, come on you know what i mean the way she's sitting again the, and then i was sitting in the third photo just didn't work at all.
3: So to go to show you, um, one of the things that we all kind of know is great artists can take critique because Walid, has he did um, a lump sum. It, you, yeah exactly we can but we critique each other out of out of a fair love for the craft and for each other you should be able to take that kind of critique you know and i appreciate you for that because i'd like to kind of go into what happened online because there was an unfairness i think there was an unfairness that occurred in the reaction towards Waleed's pictures um, the first thing is obviously as we began to i saw your i saw it and I said, yo, yo, OT, check this out. It happened right here. And I said, yo, OT, check this out. And that's as we had the conversation. But then in the weeks that followed, in the week that followed, you started to get a lot more information coming up on the comments. Um, can you tell us about what happened? And can you tell us about what was your reaction? How do you respond to that? And what's the learning from that?
6: So when, when, the, fir- when the comments first started to come in, I had no idea why. Right. You really had I no had, idea. I'm like, what, 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 what are you guys talking about? I have no idea what you guys are talking. About. And um, so, so, so I, you know, I, I called, I called some people. I'm like, guys, like, wh- what do you think? And I called some people to, to understand, you know, their viewpoints uh, and and let's say, people I I respect for their for for their deeper understanding of culture. Because I honestly, I, I don't think I read enough about it. To, to be, you know, to be even on this panel to, to talk to you guys about, it, right? So, so I talked to them, and, and and they explained to me the two different viewpoints of the world, not just, you know, not not just specifically this. So, so that that's something I learned uh, out of this experience um, is is that these two viewpoints exist, and I need to be sensitive to it. And then, um, what was your second question? Well, there, there was like another. No, I think no? that was, that, okay. but
3: I do want to. If yeah. uh, I would like to kind of uh, premise that, Justin, you've grown up in in Satwa, right? And Karama, is it? Bore Dubai. When board Dubai, and the, the the universe that is board Dubai. And uh, when you when you saw the pictures, that was a depiction of Waleed's interpretation, obviously, of you know a certain a certain space in your universe. Did you have any feelings towards it, or do you did did you just kind of graze through your feet?
2: So when, uh, I was oblivious to what happened on Instagram and and Walid's shot. I'd I'd probably skimmed through it because I have him on Instagram. Uh, But then when OT called me and told me what was going on, I kinda went through and saw the backlash that he got. And I'm gonna cut him some slack because I think you didn't have a message that you were trying to convey. Uh, It was your creative uh, inspiration at that moment. And maybe uh, it wasn't as aesthetic pleasing for some people i didn't think much of it i was in- indifferent to it but in terms of uh, the depiction to be honest uh, i think uh, the backlash was over uh, overdone to be honest i mean just by the definition you're saying dominant and minority cultures that's actually not a minority culture if you grew up here that's that's, that's the life point of that the we city need to
3: kind of really take into consideration and, right?
2: and that's the life of the city that was all dubai i mean these uh, granted, they're immigrants, but they're now uh, part of what is old Dubai, and what is or, or expats, and and uh, that's what's happening now with Dubai. Everyone's kind of going back to the to old Dubai. There's a lot of nostalgia. I mean, I grew up here, so I went all all around, and I was abroad, and when I came back, for me, going and getting a karak and maybe having a cigarette at a bakala is is like taking me back to when I was growing up. Uh, in terms of how it portrayed them. Uh, like you said, they were probably happy to like be shot because they don't perceive themselves at a lower social status, possibly. I don't know, I can't speak for them, but I don't perceive them as a lower social status. These people are making a very good living for themselves and working uh, with integrity. So, to, so I think it's the people who are looking at it and saying, oh, these are of a lower social status and there's a big uh, social divide, that's where the problem possibly is but it didn't really have an impact on me
3: Fair enough.
6: can i just say something is uh on the same article that ot put up if you scroll down uh maybe you can do that ot it says 60 uh, percent of uae's population is from southeast asia so hey that's you know to me that's a dominant culture here and uh i think it was 75 percent of remittance from the uae which is a total of five billion dollars goes to southeast asia so to me, that, that's 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 a dominant, economically powerful culture.
7: Yeah, I was also going to say, it's it's also about the poses. So I agree with you, Justin. But I think when you put them next to each other, it's one thing. But when you have her standing over him the way that she was, it's a completely different thing. Same thing when she's sitting down in the barber's chair and doing whatever she was doing, the same thing. So technically, I was telling Willie I kind of like the first two shots, even though I didn't like the content behind them.
5: Um, yeah. <laughs> um I I really believe that your pictures are so representative of what's going on in the world and I think that's why it they triggered so much anger. you were you were just a point of focus like I'm enraged. I feel culturally violated often and here I see it again so I'm gonna have a go at you humans are generally quite disappointing i'm not gonna lie no no ways i mean when it comes to when it comes to intellectually observing an image and like breaking it down and looking at societal differences and economic disparity and blah blah i mean generally let's be let's be real i I really don't think the average human is going to look at that you yourself you're a profound photographer you walked into this without thinking about process you admitted it You said yourself, I didn't think about the process. We are so driven by product, just end goal, product, no process, no thinking. How's this going to affect? So generally, I'll give you an example. I went to the Louvre the other day, and for the I've been three times, but I went for the first time and walked through, and I walked through it, and I felt. I felt like this was a real case of cultural violence happening right now. I'm in a, I'm in a museum that's built in Abu Dhabi. That's a profoundly beautiful architectural, just brilliance. However, the collection, the, the curated exhibition inside left me like violated culturally violated as I walked through history it was Africa it was very African it was very Asian and then it just got more and more European as you go through time it became more and more European and I and for some odd reason I thought about your pictures when I was in there so I think that has to be considered it's not just your photo it's where we are right now and how many of us sitting in this room feel attacked culturally
3: I think that one sorry I okay. Uh, one of the things that I, I, I'm always very aware of, acutely aware of, is process requires, we are very privileged, that we have, be in, we have we've been taught how to sift as artists through our process. That's not necessarily the case in, you know, it for every artist. And I feel like we should give a little more room sometimes to be able to educate and allow, that's the beauty of our process. Is that we get to go through it? That we get to sift through the deeper questions of humanity through our art, very much like what you were doing. Um, yeah, I the timo- yeah, absolutely. Ab- ab- but right? that's part of what happens online now, is we live very publicly our artistic process. And um, one of the things that maybe Rosans kind of answered it, but I'm not sure. Why do you guys think that Walid was targeted? Was was why did the comments come on under his uh, pictures? Because we've seen other pictures that sort of have, yeah. the, maybe not the same composition, maybe not the same, you know, but why is it? Many of many people depict the same culture that Justin was talking about. Um, why is it that yours were the ones that was targeted? I wonder about that. I don't have an answer.
0: Yeah, and before we get into that, if we realize that four or five days before your picture of Dolce & Gabbana had a similar campaign, which was also cultural appropriation.
3: Do you think that it was that that had a that had a? Yeah, yeah I, and that's
0: th- and that's my question. Like when you saw that campaign, what was your thought process behind it, and was that part of your creative process toward the pictures you did with Tala? Uh,
7: I, I think that with Dolce and Gabbana, we know that they would come and do something like this. But with someone that's born and raised over here like Tala and Willy, I came to know, you would expect.
6: I think I think it's, it's three things that uh, that can answer that. One is yes, the Dolce and Gabbana was so fresh; uh, it was like just a week before. And then when 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 people were uh, talking about it, I I actually sent out a few things. I'm like, guys, you know, also publicly, guys. Like, I did the same thing recently. I hope nobody, you know. So I, I, I did anticipate that because I would shot that. I think you know the the day before all these photos came out. I'm like, oh.
3: You're like oh no, <laughs> yeah. they you know, did it I'm like hurt. I, I want
6: to put these out anyways. Let's yeah. let's see what happens. Uh, the second thing um, I think people had a problem with uh, with Tala herself, <laughs> right? So you know if if it was somebody else, I think like we, we all talked about, maybe it would have been different. And I got those comments as well privately. You know maybe if her skin color was closer to 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 them, it, it would have been different. So that's the second thing. The third thing is probably that. People don't know where I'm from, as well. Y- they don't know who I am, yeah. as well. So, so that's that. I maybe if you scroll through my Instagram, you you think this guy's you know high society or or whatever, just based on based on some of the photos. But, and and that's something I don't answer. Where you know where I'm from, how I grew up. I don't have those conversations. So Why I think don't that's you answer those questions because I don't want to be put in a box in your head.
3: Is it okay? Yeah. It's it's interesting because yeah. part of what Dukan does is yeah. to ask where are you from? Yeah. Why are you? Where, why are you the way you are? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you refuse to um, put that in a public light?
6: Because because a lot of people in in, in any light of business, I say, in both when I was in oil and when I'm here in the creative space, uh, they they kind of put you in a box based on your nationality uh, and how they have they have worked with that particular nationality before and just, you know, have that perception, that pre-built perception. So I just don't want to be in that box in anybody's mind,
3: Fair.
6: right? So I just, I be like, dude, I'm your brother from everywhere, man. Don't worry about it.
3: So um, one of the things, sorry, just to cut uh, to anyone at home, we are live streaming right now. And so ask your questions, we will get to them towards the end, because OT mentioned there is a whole bunch coming through and we will get to them um, at you know we'll, in our question and answer portion. Um, one of the things that we did want to ask is, what can we do? Because part of having panels and open discussions and open forums is the question of, what can we do to facilitate a different approach to creativity, to content creation. So I open this up to all of you. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you.
7: So I think uh, for starters, um, the way that some people wrote to Walid and Tala was at this. I think if you have any feedback, you can do it either by DM or you can do it in a much more polite way. But honestly, it's it was a bit primitive the way Um, i also think that from their side i think waleed did his best he wrote the blog post and, and he worked hard but then tala did something that really upset me that i even responded to her she didn't reply back where she put up photos of some of my friends and mentioned them not just because they were my friends she put up photos that actually had nothing to do with they were very they were not like anything and i explained to her that these were shot by I explained to her the whole thing without having to go into it now, so I think that that we can be more civil.
5: Um, I definitely second Rami on that. I think that um, in our execution of art, we should always be considerate of every level of response, and um, and to not and to be civil in our in our reactions to these responses, because you know every every action. Rec- causes a reaction and we need to deal with reaction accordingly. And I completely agree. I think that there was, I saw those pictures and, um, and I know who she was accusing and they're also friends of mine and that for her to just cut off the negative reaction was, was just so primitive. And and like you said, just disrespectful, really. I think another way, another solution that we can focus on, I just attended the culture summit, um, in Abu Dhabi and, um, One of the key uh, outcomes of that particular conference, and there were about 300 of us cultural um, practitioners from around the world, was um, the concept, again, going back to process and, and literally promoting the idea of let's think about what we're doing more. Let's move away a little bit from just constantly outputting. Product put pictures posting blah blah blah. But we Let's, know
3: why that's happening. Of it's course, because we're in social a, media. Demands it. It demands immediacy. The and world it demands, demands it. Yes, it mm-hmm. demands this immediate response. Mm-hmm. So how do we negotiate process and immediacy? Which is, by the way, by creating better content. Mandatory. Yeah.
5: Creating better content. Think about what we create. Um, consider what we create. Think about your intentions and move forward and present. Real beauty with purpose, with story, with narrative, and and with adequate representation. I think if we all start doing that as practitioners, it'll the trickle down effect will will hopefully work. And let's call things out when we let's call things out, in call civil, things out in a, in a civil, way. manner, in, in a triggered in manner, yes, in a triggered manner. triggered manner, in a triggered manner. Let's you know let's encourage critique, and and that has changed too in Dubai. I, I've been working here. And you know, and really spearheading movement on local appreciation and local activity, and and critique was one of the hardest things to bring people to accept. Yeah. You know, and 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 now it's starting to happen, and let's let's continue because critique is healthy, but let's let's do it in a way that's that's actually helpful, not and not just trolling.
3: Yeah, and well, speaking in love towards each other, because the reality is. We put out a post, but on th- thanks to you, because of, every, because of your bravery, we put out a post, right? And we, the room filled up, like people ha- want to say something, but we should speak in love to each other because we love each other deeply when we see each other in our spaces. We are the creators and we're telling our stories and just, just like you did, you know? So how could we, uh, now more than ever, Waleed, how do we um, better this situation for the future?
6: Uh, I, I don't have a particular answer to that, but can I just address something sure. that that Rami mentioned? Rami, uh, Rami and Razan uh, they mentioned um, Tala put up some photos and tagged their friends. I just want to clear something up. That was me uh, putting those photos together to ask people what they thought to compare them. And I was so you yes, put those. photos I put those up. together. Yes. So I was having conversations privately.
3: What what Yeah, I was having
6: <laughs> conversations privately. with Yeah yeah yeah. And 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 you know you guys are here now and they're here now right so I was having a conversation privately with, with different people and you know the people I'm having conversations with know that that I, I sent them those obviously I'm having a private conversation with Tal as well but that went out
3: Okay. okay I, I just
6: wanted to clear that up in case anybody's wondering. So, as far as okay. damage
3: control goes, yeah. how do we manage something like this? Because the reality is, I mean, I, what I saw from the outside and the very outside, because I actually never had yeah. a conversation with you. I was too busy, <laughs> but yeah. but I did. Uh, but I did think about this. How are you, this seemed like there was a stumble and a stumble and a stumble, and yeah. you're trying to manage. Uh, you know, what is. Uh, you know, what was a media onslaught. Yeah, <laughs> trying to
0: educate
6: yourself Try in the process and about And in the it.
3: process, yeah. publicly educating yourself. Yeah. How would you have done it differently?
6: Um, I don't think I would have done anything differently. Uh, I think I would probably do the same thing again and again and, and, and make different mistakes uh, and learn from them, you know, however publicly it it may need to be. Um, you know, and every time you just grow thicker and thicker skin and, and take on the, the, the abuse. It's okay, you know, and um, I think you know. Moving forward, whoever you know, whoever wants to voice an opin- opinion, is fine. You can be abuse as abusive as you want. I, no, you I, can't. I, don't I, take that. I, guys. No, 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 you can't. No, really, be really, because because I look, look, that. look. I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you. I'll tell you what. I We're think live on Facebook. It's right fine. Now. It's fine because because I think the, the the whole freedom of speech idea is is you you know you're gonna put something out, you're gonna say something, and risk offending somebody. And that's okay. You know, you can risk offend somebody. You can offend somebody, be offended. That's okay. And then you can, if you want to offend me back, that's fine too. You know, we're sitting here and having this really uncomfortable conversation, risking offending each other, right? Oh,
3: I'm comfortable. comfortable. I'm real comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just let you but, know. But I'm really but, but again,
6: look, like, we are risking no, but, yeah, offending I, each other, and that's fine. That's that's healthy. That's good. Uh, you know? We should
3: have well in the question and answer section. It'll, I think yeah. it might get a bit uncomfortable. But the reality <laughs> is, that I hear what I hear it's what you're like, saying. It's, it's I fine. Hear like
6: risk offending people and learn from it
3: I think when Look. you're part of an artist community which we're starting to develop now um, we have to find a way to speak to each other about our art without feeling like we're empathy if, if I if I may not necessarily have liked your pictures I should be able to have an avenue to you to say willie let's have discourse discourse is what it is it's peaceful right Justin what do you think how do we better um, how do we be- how do we improve the way that we engage with content
2: I think the uh, the root cause of the problem was the content itself, right? So starting point is probably uh, put more thought into it, have more conviction and a message and stand by a message. If it's going to offend someone, it offends someone. That's fine. But as long as it has a purpose. I, I think what was lacking in those images was purpose. And it pissed off quite a few people. Uh, maybe you got scapegoated from the previous backlash was they had been holding back from the... Uh, was it Dior or Gabbana Yeah, whoever, yeah, whoever it was. So that's bound to happen. There's always going to be people who want to communicate their emotions the right way, because it's social media. But I think conviction and then accountability. Stick by it. Like if you have a message, you make sure you stick by it. And I think you, uh, you, you took critique the right way, which was great. But m- many people probably won't. So I think. If, you, if, you, if you're if you gonna put things out in the universe, be ready to accept what comes back.
0: No, to me, it's something that you mentioned, it's about storytelling, and especially in such a city and in such an area that has so much depth, using people that have an amazing story, we should think about storytelling. Uh, we saw it in Doche and Gabbana, there wasn't any insights, there wasn't any story behind the people, they just used them as props. And this is when, especially you said, just go out and make mistakes, correct? Go out and make mistakes, but also think of the story storyline or the mood board that you're going to use because at the end of the day you're going to affect someone whether if you're a big brand an artist or a content creator
3: we forget sometimes that we are the privileged we get to create art that's the privilege that we have we get to make content that shapes that makes people engage and um, i'm ne- I- after the lives that we've all led we know that it is actually a privilege to do that in fr- in a free way that you could go and Four people said no, and one person was like, "Yeah, I'm down. Let's do this." You know, and th- there's a privilege to that practice, that exchange.
1: Thank you guys so much. Shout out to the panelists, Walidiani and he hats off to you, man. Uh, you have the red hat. Thank you for your love and
3: peaceful nature. Rosan, Roseanne, thank for you for all your cultural work and Roseanne, the work my girl. You do. Appreciate thank you. Thank you, Justin. Justin, for honoring and creating a business that is sustainable and that is built out of love. Thank and you for very some
1: good Asghar.
3: Well. And some great. And uh, well. thank,
1: uh, you. thank you, Iman Akawi.
3: You're thank welcome, OT. You. <laughs>
1: I was worried about having you up here, like I was concerned, but like I was actually impressed.
0: Thank
2: you.
1: This was triggered by Dukkan. Thank you all for coming through. Welcome Welcome to your tribe. Keep the love going, keep the conversation going. And we'll see you guys in the next session. Appreciate it.